Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And I'm sure you're aware, but deer season starts this Saturday. So I know we're super excited. We've got hunts planned for both Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully we can connect with something or at the very least get some intel, some in-season intel for where the deer are moving and make a move on them in the first couple weeks of season. And so we want to hear from you. If you guys are out hunting, take a picture, tag us, let us know. We love seeing, you know, your guys' view from the stand, view from the blind, and send us your success stories. Send us your pictures. We love, love, love seeing that stuff. So include us. We want to do our best to include you. We'll share, we can share some of that stuff to our our story and and just kind of share the success with the Ohio Huntsman community. And I'm excited for it. We're really fired up for deer season this year. And I guess the other thing I'll say is stay safe out there. Keep your head on straight and wear your safety gear if you're getting in a tree stand. Falling out of a tree is, no deer is worth falling out of a tree. So wear your safety stuff, wear your safety harness, and come back home safe. Now, this episode is about a different kind of hunt. So if you've been following us on social, you may have seen some of our posts about our first ever dove hunt. So we talked a little bit about, you know, we posted some stories to Instagram, things like that during the hunt. And this is kind of the uh, the play-by-play, if you will, the behind-the-scenes, the details of the hunt, how it went, what went well, what didn't go so well. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully maybe maybe you guys that are, are more experienced dove hunters out there can give us some tips on what we could have done better, what we could have done differently. And uh, hopefully you guys have been out doing some small-game hunting, whether that's squirrels or you you got out and did some dove hunting or i know there's uh some geese goose season is in and and things like that so hopefully you're having some success there and getting ready for deer season before we get into the episode i want to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub they're a great sponsor of ours they've been a sponsor for a long time now and we've just had really good luck with their product They, they they make a premium deer feed product so it's a high protein feed it's got mineral mixed in and you can get flavor additives you can get other additives into the feed like peanuts whole peanuts things like that and like i said we've just had really good luck with it so if you're looking for feed if that's something you want to try this year or that it's something you've used in the past there'll be a link in the show notes on how to get in touch with them and try some of their stuff and now let's get into the episode Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? So today on the show, it's just, uh, just Jeff and I. Jacob, uh, we were just deciding if he was working or if he had some kind of family obligation. I think he had to work tonight. So, Jake, uh, not Jake, Jeff and I are going to talk sort of current events. Not current events in the news, but current events in our life. So, we 
just this past weekend went on our first ever first ever dove hunt, first ever Ohio Huntsman dove hunt, whatever you want to call it. Team building, maybe that's what we'll call it. But uh, we went out, did a dove hunt, had a lot of fun. I think Jeff, he's also been in the squirrel woods chasing squirrels already this season, so we'll touch on that as well. So to start, this, and I don't know, we, we're not we're not dove hunting experts, and I have a question for the audience, so this is going to be a cliffhanger. So later in the episode, I want to ask the audience a question. People that have dove hunted before, I have a question for y'all, but I want to get into the episode a little bit before we get to that. So this was sort of a um, non-traditional dove hunt in the sense that uh, we didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, but basically we all sort of agreed to, we, we did this dove hunt out, out at our, uh, grandfather's farm and basically is that, is it weird to continue to call it grandfather's farm now that he's passed? I think about that, Jeff. I was wondering that the other day, like if it was weird or not, you know, cause it's, I, I, I mean, Technically, Grandma owns it now, but it's weird right. to call it Grandma's Farm. Yeah. And it's not the family. You know, it's not a family farm. It was... I I think we keep calling it Grandpa's Farm. It'll okay. always be Grandpa's Farm, even when, <laughs> even right. if and when the land sold to someone outside of the family. Yeah. It's still Grandpa's Farm. Yeah. Okay. So, we did this dove hunt, dove hunt out of Grandpa's Farm. And, uh... They don't, you know, they didn't have, like, dove fields planted or anything. You know, they've got your standard field corn and soybeans. There's some... Small hay fields. Yeah, that I don't even... I I don't even know that they cut for hay. I think they just... Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen them cut them for hay. But anywho, some small... Yeah, some small... We'll call them hay fields. Like, small, small. Like... Two, three acres at the most. Yeah, I guess that one down, the one down by the swamp is kind of big, but. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm thinking like, well, I guess, yeah, the, the, the path behind the barn that is just kind of a field that isn't planted in crops. Yeah. Okay. So we're all good. There's, there's corn fields, soybean fields, some small hay fields and some you know, some woodlots, if you will, sort of your typical, um, you know, Eastern United States, Midwest kind of small farm. Right. And basically our plan was to go out there and, uh, see if we could see some doves, I, I guess. I don't know, Jeff, what, what, cause this was kind of yeah. your idea. So what, I guess, what was your plan going into it? So I had had some experience in the past of like jump shooting doves out of cornfields and bean fields, you know, kind of flush them out of the field and shoot at them. And, you know, I've always kind of thought like, oh, it'd be cool to actually do a group dove hunt where, you know, we can flush these birds up and there be other people around the field to shoot at them as well. Right. So that was kind of the plan was we would kind of 
spread out a little bit and try to push these fields a little bit to get the doves up out of the corn and the soybeans and into the air where people could shoot them. Yeah, so we all convened at out there, and, and we all was myself, Jacob, Jeff, his wife Amber, and our dad. We all sort of met out there and decided, yep, we're going to head over to this one field and see if we can find some doves. So, and Jeff, jump in here if I leave any details out. But okay, basically, um, the plan we we sort of decided uh, was some of us were going to set up on this field edge, and then Jeff and I were going to walk around the perimeter of this field, and then once we got around to the backside, we were either going to come through the rows of corn, or there is a, it's like a drainage between two parts of the field. It's like a low spot that they don't plant. It's left as sort of a a drainage area, I think. And that, you know, it's just a a sort of overgrown brushy trail. So the the plan was to kind of swing a loop around this half of this field, the back half of this field. And depending on what we saw or if we saw or what things looked like when we got around to the other side, we were going to come either through the corn or I, I think in my head, I um, I think we were thinking we were going to walk that brushy trail and kick doves out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that drainage area was going to be a good place for doves. You know, it had some, some grasses that had gone to seed and stuff like that. Huh. So I thought they'd be in there. Right. So, that's not really what ended up happening. Uh, we got around basically to the point where, you know, we were looking at, cause this is a cornfield. And so we were looking at the map, our, our, our GPS basically to, to figure out like how far down the field edge we were to where, cause this, this drainage doesn't go all the way through the field. It goes, I don't know, three quarters of the way, yeah, I would say 80 or 90%. Yeah, almost all the way. Yeah. Um, just a couple, uh, I guess a couple planter rows far enough to where you couldn't look through the corn and see, oh, yeah, there's the path. But, you know, it was almost all the way. So we were trying to figure out on the map where we were in relation to that drainage. And... All of a sudden, we got doves flying overhead, basically, and I think you shot first. No, you shot and killed. You, the very first shot of the day was you, and you shot, and it fell into that pricker bush. Oh, that's right. That's right. And we were messing around trying to dig the bird out of that bush. Yeah, and so I guess to set this up a little bit, it's on our... On our left is cornfield, you know, taller than head high cornfield. On our right is like a um, sort of property line, small creek running in the bottom of this. There's a little, you know, it's a stretch to call it a ravine, but it's bigger than a ditch. I guess it's a little ravine. Would you call it a little little, ravine? 
little ravine between two large ag fields. Yeah. So with there's a little some... creek that runs in there and yeah. trees. And yeah, some trees and then just briars, right? Because it's not wide enough for the, because they were pretty mature trees in there. I mean, the one tree, it was, I don't know if you could have got, you know, if you and I stood on either side of it, if we could have wrapped our arms around, I mean, it's a huge tree, that one tree. Yeah. But that, you know, that's an exception, but you know, there's some mature trees, but this, this tree row, this drainage, this ravine isn't wide enough for the, that timber to shade it all out. So basically everything in there was briars, tons and tons of briars. So this first dove falls right into, now this was up on top still, into this briar thicket. And that was my first, my first dove and my first experience of like, oh, this isn't just shooting doves and going and picking them up out of a, you know, a mowed yard or something. There's a trying to find these birds once they're on the ground component to this. And that's basically, that's basically what we spent. I don't know how long we were over there, but as we're trying to find that dove, more doves started to fly overhead. There was a, there was a few trees there that they kind of seemed to want to be in. And so as they were dead trees that they were, yeah, they seemed to want to try to land in. Yeah. So, you know, as they were flying overhead, you know, to, uh, I guess, stop off at this tree or, or, you know, a couple of these different trees, you know, we would, have shot opportunities and uh so i mean we'd be trying to find a dove and then another dove you know jeff would be shooting again or i'd be shooting and and of course the other half of our group is on the other side of the field not seeing any doves and just hearing us sort of shooting away because we also discovered that uh Doves are hard to hit. <laughs> yeah. And I I lost track of how many doves we missed, but uh, it was a lot. And that, that was kind of funny because, like I said, we you know, we've not done this before. This was Jeff's, you know, Jeff's idea, sort of like, eh, let's go see if we can kick some doves out of these fields, you know. And so we brought, I brought two boxes of shells and figured this is going to be way more than what I need. And dad, he was the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pessimistic. Yeah. Pessimistic about it. Sort of like, yeah, you know, I'll put three in my gun and that'll probably be it sort of thing. Three shells. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, not, not quite that bad. He brought a box of shells, I think. Yeah. He, but, he brought uh, a box. I don't know if it was full, but he had a box. Yeah, he brought a handful of shells and, and figured, well, you know. And I think he about ran out. He had to get some shells from Jacob or something, right? Yeah, well, he, I think he said when we decided to move away from those dead trees because we had officially scared all the doves away uh, and we started going back, I said, I got to stop at the truck to get more more ammo and he said yeah i have four left i have uh and there's five more in the truck if you could grab me those five more (laughs) 
So he was down the nine, I guess. Okay. At that point. So basically Jeff and I were over there having a grand time, you know, figuring like, okay, after we find this one, we'll meet up with the rest of the group or we'll, we'll, we'll have them come over here or, you know, we'll come up with a new plan. And every time we thought that there'd be another dove or another couple doves that would come in. And so finally they came over to us. They couldn't take it anymore. Right. There's all this shooting. They're sitting over there twiddling their thumbs more or less. And, uh, we hung out there for a while, but at that point it was, it was kind of a lot of people. Cause like I said, there's, there's not a ton of room there, right? It's a field edge up to this, you know, briar choked ravine, not a lot of places to really kind of fan out there. So, uh, we hung out there for a while, but it, it like you said, it sort of felt like when J- when Jake and I left, you know, it sort of felt like things were kind of slowing down and there was a lot of people kind of packed in there. So Jake and I figured, well, we're going to go try another area that we know of that, that looks sort of similar to this sort of on the other side of the farm is we were going to kind of head that direction. And sure enough, it seemed like as soon as we left, the action picked back up and we were kind of kicking ourselves like, oh man, I don't know, maybe we should have stayed over there or, you know, because... Now we are in the we were the ones in the position of hearing all the shooting and not doing any shooting of our of our own. So you guys got a you guys got a few more after we left, right? A few more doves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm trying to think. Amber shot one, which was her first ever dove, her first ever small game kill. She's gotten a couple of deer, but that was her first small game kill. She was pretty jazzed up about that yeah that's awesome um but yeah they basically had me down in that ravine trying to bird dog their birds and they (laughs) they sat up there at the field edge and shot the birds that were coming in oh see i didn't know that so they were doing the shooting and they were like oh it's over there in that big briar thicket huh yeah basically because i (laughs) what what happened was i shot one and it went down you know into the ravine and uh i i think i shot it but it was still able to walk like i broke a wing or something okay because i think that one was moving around on me like it you know it didn't stay where it went down at Uh, so then i'm down in this ravine well then they're up there, you know, shooting from the hilltop up in the sky, and these birds are falling down, you know, into the ravine, you know, down down the ravine 10 yards or up there. Yeah, you know, down around falling. You. Yeah, because they're all falling down, and they're telling me, go this way, go that way, look, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, it's thick, thick briars. Yeah, like if I struggled, if I wasn't the one to shoot it and like follow where it went to the ground, it was hard to like, yeah, go, you know, it was over that way, you know, and it was like over that way. Like, because the other thing, the other thing that we were struggling with is the briars are so thick that the bird didn't necessarily make it to the ground. 
You know, it could get, mm-hmm. there was a couple times where they, you know, you're looking on the ground and all of a sudden you look up and the birds hung up in the briars at head height or chest height or, you know, something like that, where you've been looking on the ground the whole time. Yeah. The other problem we had was you could see the bird. You knew where the bird was at. You could see it in the briars, but it's like, how do you get to it? Yeah. You know, we didn't bring any clippers or anything that start clipping through these briar patches. And yeah, they, they some of these areas were thick with briars. Yeah, I, I was unprepared for that. Like next time I will, I will wear more in the way of brush clothing. You know, I just had a pair of camo jeans on and, uh, a polyester long sleeve camo shirt, you know, which does not fare well as I, (laughs) as I found out against briars. So next time I'll definitely wear gloves. I didn't bring gloves. And so my hands, I mean, they're still all scratched up and everything and, got shredded pretty good trying to get through trying to get through briars to to get these birds so so anything i guess so you guys you were over there bird dogging down doves for them yeah jacob and i started working over to the other side of the farm and sort of the same thing the idea was i cuz he hadn't he hadn't got a, a dove yet and so the idea was that he was going to set up over, again, we found another sort of dead tree, and we're hoping that maybe it was going to act the same as that the, that cluster of dead trees, um, you know, just as a stopping off point. And we started, my plan was I was going to kind of loop around this field, and, and it was another section that was planted in corn, and uh, swing over to him. And... I got back around and Jacob's nowhere to be found. And, you know, so I said, Jake, you know, what? and here he had shot a dove and same thing, you know, down under these trees is, this is a little, it's on the end of sort of a long finger field, if you will. And at the end, there's a, there's a pretty wide Creek, but right there this time of year, at least it was pretty shallow. But he said, you know, I shot this dove. It fell out of the tree. It should be right around here. And and we looked and looked and looked. We even found, like, uh, blood trail's a bit of an exaggeration, but we found specks of blood from this dove, and we just never found the bird. I, I don't know. I mean, we spent, we spent a, a good long while over there looking for that dove and just finally it was like i don't know man it's we've trampled through all of this we've looked high you know because we knew that they were getting hung up in the briars we looked up we looked on the ground under all you know we just we picked that place apart and we just never we never could find that dove so at that point then i think we could heat we because you guys i think that was the point when you guys were heading back across the field to stock back up on ammo and you know, that, that area where you guys were at was kind of tapped out. Right. So we, we all kind of reconvened and I don't know what, 
what time it was at 10:30 maybe at that point yeah probably about 10:30 so that was sort of the end of of our well wasn't the end of our success that leads me to my question though because as you guys were coming across the field right you jumped a dove and Jeff you shot at this dove mhm and that- Tell the story. Well, yeah, that's another thing was that. So, yeah, as we were walking across the field, we jumped one set of doves and none of us got a shot. They flew low and like real close to the corn. So there was no real safe shooting opportunity. And then we jumped another set of doves. And actually, dad, uh had forgotten to put or no he forgot to take the safety off so dad was the one with like the first shot opportunity and he forgot to take the safety off so he didn't get his shot so the, the bird was a little bit further away when i had my shot and i shot it and knocked a bunch of feathers off of it i mean big puff of feathers and we were expecting this bird to drop, you know, fly a little bit further and then fall out of the air. And it just kept going, you know, flew another hundred yards before it was out of sight and never stopped. So that leads me to my question. What you you guys out there that hunt doves or have hunted doves? What dove ammo do you like? What you know, whether it's a particular brand or maybe maybe more importantly, what what's your, what's the shot size that you like? What were you 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 were shooting at that point, Jeff? What were you shooting at that point? I was shooting uh, Remington Heavy Dove. Uh, that was eight shot at that moment. Okay. Um, I had some seven shot. I had some eight shot and then towards the end of the day i switched the six shot because we had hit a few doves knocked feathers off of them and they kept flying so i was like and i'm not and having a problem hitting it, them i just need to knock them out of the air yeah and because i think because of the way we were going about it we were ending up with longer shots i felt like yeah, well, because they were trying, they weren't coming to the ground, Well, especially when we were in the spot with the dead trees. They weren't coming to the ground. They were trying to land into those trees, right? which was a fairly long poke. Yeah. You know, even if you were standing directly below the tree, it was still, you know, they wanted to land in the very tippy top. And yeah. That's not a super close shot. Right. So... For those kind of scenarios, you guys that are are more experienced in the dove hunting, uh, the dove hunting, uh, what's the word? What do I want to look at? More in the ways, more experienced in the ways of dove hunting or, you know, you've done this more than we have. You have more experience. What, what do you like for dove ammo? What seems to work well for you, especially if you're in a scenario where you're going to have, you know, potentially longer shots? And then, so from there, let us know. 
either reply to this post where I posted this, shoot us a Facebook message, shoot us an Instagram message, whatever. How you know? There's lots of ways to get in touch with us. But let us know because we're curious now. Now that we're uh, getting into this dove hunting world, so we want to learn from the the people that have, that have come before us and and know their way around uh, dove hunting a little more than we do. I want to pause here for a minute and talk about our other sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. So Mastin's is a premium scent product company. They collect all their scent on stainless steel, and it's just good stuff. We've, we've had the little bit of testing we've done with it. We've had good success. So if you're looking for scent, if you, if you like to use scent or, or want to experiment with it, I encourage you to give Mastin's a try. Like I said, we've had good luck with it, and I'm sure you guys will too. Now is a great time of year to be getting your scrape lines going. So Mastin's actually sells a scrape scent dripper, and their scent bottles, their four-ounce scent bottles, fit right into their drip bags. So you take the cap off the bottle when it comes, the, the, the spray cap, and screw the dripper cap on, and... You don't have to pour it into a different container. There's no mess. Simple and easy, and it's good scent. So, if you're like I said, if you're looking for scent, if that's something you want to try, I encourage you to check out Mastin's. So, check out the show notes for a link to their website and buy some of their stuff. Now, back to the episode. So, basically, then the rest of the day we spent sort of doing the same thing. Like, hey, we're going to split up, and you guys go this way around this field, and we'll go around this way. We found that the the bean fields didn't really seem to be attracting doves at this. I mean, the pods aren't, you know, they're, they're, it's not dropping seeds or anything. The pods aren't aren't hardened off or anything. So the, at least I never saw any doves come up out of a, a, a bean field. Did you see anything like that, Jeff? No, I don't think I saw any doves out of the bean fields. So... The only other dove action that we found was sort of the last field we were going around. It, it was a it was a bean field, but on the end of this bean field, it started another corn field. And I guess I wasn't there. I just heard the shooting, so I'll, I'll let you sort of take it from there. Yeah, so there was this corn field, and I saw a dove fly from probably, I don't know, 75 yards away, I saw a dove fly and land down in this cornfield. So my plan was I was going to go over there and hopefully flush it up. And uh, it was uh, me and my wife, Amber, were together. Jacob and Jason were going around the other side of the field. So flush it up, and either my wife or I was going to shoot it. Well, I got over there and got close to that field and all of a sudden just swarms of birds are coming out of this field, um, both doves and starlings. And I mean, just a big flock of birds, just, you know, probably 20 birds comes up, you know, originally um, I I'm trying to line up the sights on one. I realize it's starling, so I switch over to a dove. Uh, my wife starts shooting. 
I shoot at a dove. Well, now that we're shooting, even more birds are coming up out of this field. And there was probably 15 doves in that small little section of field. And then probably another 30 starlings that just all came up out of there. Yeah. So it, from, from our side of the field, we heard the shooting start and I looked over and basically just saw a bunch of birds coming up out of the field, you know, and it was like, Oh, they got into some over there, you know, and we kind of stopped and wondered, you know, maybe, maybe some of these doves will swing over by us. They, they never did. They never even really came our direction, but, but yeah, so then the plan, we, we sort of met back up on the other side of the field and the plan was we were all going to set up on the end of the field where you guys sort of busted all these doves out of there and starlings. And Jeff, you were going to kind of c- come through the corn and try to do the same thing, hoping that there was more doves in there or some of those doves had gone back in there and uh, we would be ready this time. And unfortunately, not a one. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't get a shot on that sort of last little push. We nothing. Yeah. At that point, it was basically lunchtime. We had twelve doves. We ended up with twelve doves. And so, yeah, I think we. I think at that point, we called it quits and headed. Well, no, that's not. Well, we were basically going to call it quits. I think. We were going to head back to the house and we got back to the house and I'm forgetting the, the order here. If we went in the field behind the house first and then went across the street, is that how it went? Yeah. Yeah. We got back to the house. We got out of the truck and we watched doves fly overhead and land in the cornfield. That's right. Like right, you know right behind the house we watched them land yeah and there's a there's a path a a drive that goes back in there because there's uh, an old pump jack and an oil tank back there i don't know if there's a pump jack back there anymore is there maybe it's just tanks i think it's just oil tanks now i don't think there's a pump jack anymore yeah either way there's a there's a little drive that goes back there in in a little clearing Corn again. This is cornfield. Corn on either side of this drive, and the plan was sort of this. I mean, we weren't going to go all this. This field wasn't really set up to work around the edges, but we were just going to kind of fan out and walk down this path and see if we could kick these doves up. And we did. It <laughs> they they held tight. Really, I mean, from at least from what we had been seeing prior to this. We were pretty close to them when they when they jumped up, and I got a. Sh- I, don't, I don't. I couldn't see who who got a. Sh- I got a shot, and Jeff, do you know who? Else? Did you shoot? I, I shot, and Jacob. I shot once, and I think Jacob shot once. Okay. But yeah, those none of dubs, us hit one. Yeah, yeah, because the way that they came up for the people that were in the drive was they they came up and were high you know like a a safe shot and then they came down and went right in front of those oil tanks for us so we couldn't shoot 
And then as they got back out of that drive is when I shot. Okay. So Jacob shot as soon as they jumped and then you shot, you know, because you'd had a different angle. Yeah. I was off to the right. Once they got out of that drive or out of that, yeah, driveway, I shot. Yeah. So, and then, then we decided there, there was another field across the street from the house that we figured, well, we'll go walk the, the perimeter. And that was basically just a, a walk around the field. We didn't see a dove. We didn't jump a dove. We didn't. Nothing. We jumped a deer. We did jump a deer. That's right. Yeah. yeah and that's because that's a good deer hunting. It's a, it's a, it was timbered. It's getting to be quite a few years ago now. Yeah. Probably five. Do you think five years ago? Yeah, probably at least I would think. But so it's, uh, Again, a lot of briars down there. They, you know, they cut, they left some of the, when grandpa had him do that, he had him leave some of the smaller walnuts and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it was opened up a lot. And so it's, you know, it's briars, it's, um, you know, kind of shrubby now getting grown up, but deer like to get up in there. And, and so that's, this deer was just off the field edge. And us walking the field edge was enough to to push her out of there. So it was a doe. She came out in the soybean field and beat feet all the way over to the other, the far edge of the field and into the woods. But that, that was cool to see. She was pretty close when she came out of the out of the woods there. So we got a mm-hmm. good look at her. And uh, but yeah, that was that was it. That deer we saw, and then it was back to the house to get all the doves cleaned up and call it a day yeah and we had a ton of doves flying over our heads while we were cleaning them up uh, yes of course that, they, uh, that was really good like those doves were flying low they were flying slow as we're sitting there cleaning doves yeah so if you follow us on social you'll you can see the we posted the the Photos or the results of the day of uh, Jacob, Jeff, and I with the the twelve doves there. So and then I went home and because uh, we sort of divvied up the meat, and I went home and made I wouldn't I don't I don't know what I would call them kind of dove poppers, but they weren't like they weren't jalapeno poppers. They were just a dove breast with a I put a piece of green bell pepper in there. And uh, just wrapped them in bacon. I didn't season them or anything. Just dove breast, green bell pepper, and wrapped in bacon and grilled them. Basically just grilled them till the uh, the bacon on the outside got crispy and ate them like that. And I, they were real good. I mean, I don't know. I think you could wrap bacon, you know, wrap just about anything in bacon and, and make it taste good. But it was good. I enjoyed them that way, and I'm I'm uh, curious to see what what you and Amber are going to do with yours, and what Jacob's going to do with his. So, yeah, yeah, I think we have roughly the same plan for ours. Yeah. Um, but interesting uh, thing, pretty timely. Um, I got home from work today and checked my email, 
and I had a uh, email from the ODNR uh, asking me to fill out a survey about dove hunting. Oh, really? Yeah, they sent out you know to a random number of people who had filled out the hip survey, you know, saying we want to kind of gauge interest and success of hunters dove hunting. So they wanted to know basically just my how much I hunted in the first week of dove season, um, private or public, and how successful I was. Okay. So that was cool. You know, that was pretty timely. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, our first ever Ohio Huntsman dove hunt. So it was a good time. I, I I definitely see us doing that again, you know, maybe again this season, maybe do like a late season dove hunt if we can find a place that has doves. Or, I mean, definitely I, I see us adding this to our, <clears throat> I see us adding this to our list of, hunts that we do each year you know we've got a, a sort of a handful of things that we like to try to fit in and uh i definitely see us adding this to the list so yeah yeah dove hunting with a group you know because i had never hunted with a group i've basically just done solo jump shooting doves right and uh this was a lot more fun you know because you know most of the time you can only do, you know, you could only jump so many doves because you can't walk through the middle of a cornfield because you don't have any shots. So right. you walk the edge and whatever doves you jump up, you shoot at. And, you know, sometimes you're jumping two and sometimes you're jumping 20. Well, yep. if you're jumping 20, you're basically not very efficient there because you know, at at the best, you're shooting three. Well, and this would have been hard with by yourself, too, because like we said, you know, a lot of times it was one guy's looking for a dove, you know, still looking for a dove, and the other guy, oh, there, you know, here comes another one, you know, and and so you would, there would have been a lot of missed opportunities, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, given this scenario, if you were by yourself. Yeah. So, Jeff, you've also been doing some squirrel hunting, some early season squirrel hunting. So how's that been going? Uh, it's been going fairly well. Um, I have a pretty, uh, unproductive set of woods that I hunt, uh, for squirrel. There's a lot of red squirrels, a few grays, few Fox squirrels. So it's more out there, you know, after work, just, it's convenient one to get out in the woods and yeah. spend some time in the woods. And I very, I understand the concept of early season squirrel hunting very well that like you walk through the woods and kind of listen for the sound of rain, which is, you know, the nuts falling out of the trees that, you know, from squirrels eating or you listen for squirrels chomping. But I'd never really had the opportunity to really execute it very well. Like I, you know, kind of heard it. But by the time you get over to where you think you hear the noise, there's no more noise anymore. There's nothing. Well, I was out and, you know, I heard, you know, what sounds like rain and 
So I kind of was creeping closer and getting closer and, you know, I'd stop and wait. And I eventually identified what tree it was coming from. It was coming from a shag bark hickory. And I just, you know, I sat below it and waited. You know, I'd catch a glimpse of the squirrels, but because of the, you know, the full canopy, they're hidden and. I eventually got a shot and missed, but then the squirrel was basically trying to escape. He knew that I was down below him trying to shoot at him, and what really got him in trouble was he moved to another tree, and then he ran down the tree and up another smaller tree that wasn't as high. You know, it was only like a 20-foot tall tree. And then he had nowhere to go, really, because now I have an easy shot. Instead of it being, you know, a 40-foot tall tree that I can, you know, barely see the upper branches, he's well within range now. Right. So I did that. um, And that was, uh, I think it was a fox-gray-squirrel hybrid. I had never seen a squirrel like that before. Um, it, it was a weird looking squirrel. It was reddish colored with a gray tail. Okay. It was, it was a very strange looking squirrel. I'd never seen anything like it before. Um, and then I, will they, will they hybridize? Like, will they, do you know, will they hybridize like that? Yes, they will. Okay. Um, I don't know how common it is for them to hybridize. Um, but they they will hybridize, um, and that's a lot of times because I I think gray squirrels are actually a little bit more successful of breeders than fox squirrels. The males are okay, so that's why male fox squirrels are so aggressive towards gray squirrels, is hmm. because the gray squirrels are a little bit better at you know breeding. So the fox squirrels need to defend their territory a little bit more aggressively. Okay. Um, and then I, I've also got a couple of uh, red squirrels so far this year, but you know that's more or less uh, target practice. You know, it's they're a small squirrel, so it's. Uh, a hard shot and you're not getting a ton of meat but it it makes you a good shot if you can yeah. uh basically the only time i'm ever connecting is when they decide to stop and bark at me because <laughs> you know they're they're very small and they're very fast so yeah. they don't unless they're barking at me they're they're not stopped for long enough for me to find them in the scope get steady and pull the trigger yeah so maybe yeah. eventually they'll learn to stop barking at me because I'll there be going go. home empty handed then. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been our that's sort of the story of our first dove hunt and a little update from Jeff on some other small game hunting he's been doing here in the early season. So hopefully you guys are are ready for deer season or almost ready for deer season. And also, hopefully you're you're taking time to do some some early season small game hunting 
Um, Early season duck or not duck goose. Yeah. Um, and, and teals in right now. So yeah. So hopefully and I've heard teal teals really good. I've heard that's one of the best waterfowl you can have. Okay. So. Oh, here's another thing I wanted to touch on real quick is uh, we had a, a listener question. Write in and ask, how would you go about hunting or figuring out how to hunt old, overgrown railroad tracks? So the impression I got was these are old tracks that are, are out of commission, not used, whatever the case may be, old, overgrown railroad tracks. And so you wanted to hunt uh, rabbits. So it's relevant, small game here. We're talking early season small game wants to hunt rabbits on old overgrown railroad tracks. And so basically I, where I sort of steered him is use your County GIS maps to figure out who actually owns the, you know, are they owned by the railroad company or are they own, are they, you know, are, are if they're out of commission tracks, are they now, you know, uh, owned by an individual or, figure out who owns them and whether that's, you know, you're just going to, you know, you can Google basically any county and GIS and you can typically find your county's GIS maps and which gives you property owner information, or you can use a service like Onyx or hunt stand to get that same information. But then you've basically got a name and usually a mailing address where you can reach out to, whoever owns that property and hopefully get some permission. But I guess if that's helpful for anybody else that's listening, that's, you know, got a similar situation. Just wanted to touch on that briefly, I guess. And would Jeff, would you have, uh, any other way you would have steered that person? No, I think that's the best way to start is, yeah. to, you got to find out who owns it. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, for rabbit hunting, I would imagine that that would be some pretty sweet habitat, right? I mean, if it's an old overgrown railroad tracks, but yeah, you got to figure out how to get who owns it in order to then contact them and get permission. So, yeah. And there you have it. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting the show and giving us feedback. We we really really appreciate that, and it makes us as. Let me try that again. It makes us excited to continue doing the show, continue bringing episodes because we're hearing from you guys that you're liking the content. And uh, yeah, so continue to give us feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. And uh, we'll continue to try to make the show better. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover. Send us a message on, on Facebook. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook. Send us a message on Instagram. We're Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. Or just shoot us an email at ohiohuntsman at gmail.com. And we will do our best to answer that question or talk about that topic. And with that, I just want to thank everybody for listening. <laughs>